This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. This weekend, the creativity and culture of Asian Pacific Island and South Asian Americans in Chicago will be on full display. There will be dancing, improv, crafts, panel discussions, and so much more. Mia Park is the executive director of the inaugural Apita Arts Festival, and she joins us now. Welcome back, Mia. Hi, nice to see and you And I think again. this is the first time we're meeting in person. I know we are. Sometimes <laughs> I see you on Facebook doing oh, this. Oh, okay, fine. That counts. <laughs> yeah, nice to see you. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Also here, we've got two participants of the three-day event. Jigger Shaw is director of the Chicago South Asian Film Festival. Hi, Jigger. Welcome. Hi, nice to meet you. And Lani Aloha Lee, Executive Director of Aloha Center Chicago. Hi, welcome. Aloha. Aloha. All right, so Mia, before we get into the details of the festival, I, I did want to ask about the name because uh, PETA, it stands for Asian Pacific Island and Desi South Asian Americans. So I'm curious, first of all, how you landed on the acronym. Sure. Because there are a handful of them out there and I know you know there was a lot to choose from you, you're trying to describe folks of, of Asian Pacific roots um, and there's also mixed feelings about the different acronyms there are and I just to, to clarify on the um, the pronunciation and I'm gonna defer to jigger it's Daisy correct correct Daisy is Daisy it's Daisy I know we want to say Desi because it's we most of us speak English and that's so it's <laughs> Daisy um, and thank you for that so I've uh, upon doing research a PETA seems to me the most current and inclusive acronym you know we're in this world where many of us are immigrants or children of immigrants and our backgrounds in this country are glommed together I mean Globally, we're talking about an entire huge chunk of the planet, but in this one country, we're all in one group, which is very confusing to me, and I think we are all nodding our heads here. Yeah. So if we are uh, want to be represented in this culture that we're in, that we want to be a part of, we kind of have to play by these rules that are set upon us, this paradigm that we are in because we're in America, because for some reason... Jigger and Lonnie and I are supposed to be one. Look at the three of us. We're so different, you know, and we're supposed to be one defined group. Right. So APITA, again, is trying to be the most inclusive term. Now, to that point, if I can say, the, sure. the government, this is AAPI Heritage Month, which stands for Asian American Pacific Islander. That's, but if you look it up, it's also called APA Month, which is Asian Pacific American Month, mm -hmm. APITA Month. Like, there's no consensus, not even on the government level. Exactly. That was my point. It was like, how did you even figure out where to land when there were so many different directions you could have taken this. You're nodding, Jigger. I want to get your thoughts on, on all of this. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think, and just to build what Mia said, you know, I think there's so many like, you know, small, like, you know, minorities, ethnicities, you know, which consist of like a bigger, like, you know, Asian population, right? And uh, I represent South Asia, Desi population. Uh, people have asked me like, hey, what is, what is Desi? You know, like, how do you, how do you, how do you come up with that term? And I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's actually a term which has evolved in the last couple of years or okay. decades. And, you know, it's basically a people from the South Asian region, South Asian subcontinents, which kind of represents countries like, you know, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka, you know, and so forth and so forth, yes. right? And that's how, you know, the, the whole South Asian Desi community came into existence. And, you know, what Mia said, you know, I mean, I mean, there is, there is such a huge population coming up yeah. in that whole space. Well, uh, Lani Aloha, you actually feel strongly about making sure that we specify Native Hawaiians and distinct from Pacific Islanders. Can you describe? Yeah. Um, you know, I remember growing up, I actually saw Native Hawaiian in print separated out from Pacific Island years ago. And then it seemed to have disappeared. I, I did not see that. I just remember growing up with yeah. that being involved at a very early age yeah. um, in the early development even 
of Hawaiians here in the Chicago area. So that was kind of a an eye opener. Oh, for sure. In a, in a huge way, but also um, this idea. I've had people ask fair questions about that very thing. Um, why uh, why can't we just roll with Pacific Island? So as a Native Hawaiian, I feel very differently about that because I am one, um, and we're still here even after the overthrow of the queen. And the idea is we as Native Hawaiians have been recognized as one of, one of the three indigenous cultures, but we are the only ones that have not yet received federal recognition. And though I know that um, Obama made law mm-hmm. that it's not you know native hawaiian is now separated out but we didn't need that law to know that native hawaiian is not lump sum yeah. into pacific islands just no different right i'm so happy to see you guys and have you guys here because i have a learning curve of my own and this is also helpful for me to understand more deeply from the people that represent these yeah. communities i yeah. love that so, so Mia, let's talk about the uh, PETA Arts Festival this weekend. It's the first one. Tell us how it came together and, and why you wanted to take the lead on it. Sure. And, and to, to Lani's point, education is part of the festival. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this festival. Like these two beautiful human beings I'm sitting here with, we've worked, we've crossed paths because our community is large. But because we're in Chicago and there's not many of us, comparatively speaking, and we got movers and shakers here. I wanted to bring together as many beautiful, creative movers and shakers in our diaspora as I could to amplify and unify. And that's our mission statement. Yeah, I so, love that. Yeah, and I can only talk from my own experience as a um, rock drummer and as an actress and a uh, mini playwright, all these things that I've been doing and hosting Chicago, you know, as this presence I've had in Chicago for over 20 years, from my experience of being an East Asian female trying to make it in the arts, Yo, it was a hard role. It's <laughs> still imagine. hard now, and it's 2023. I came up in the 90s, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just wanted to have, like, the creativity that I was able to express in Chicago, I found to be really healing and whole-making. Yeah. And I think that for our community, the arts can be something that makes us whole and heal together in that way. And that's that's why I wanted to start. I love that. I mean, Jigger and, and Lani Aloha, you are both going to be talking on a panel about uh, creativity for, for wholeness and healing this weekend. Uh, WBEZ's own Susie Ahn is actually going to be hosting that panel. Tell me why you wanted to be part of an event like this, Jigger. Well, um, you know, um, I feel that, first of all, you know, art is something, you know, which combines everyone, you know, uh, it's limitless, you know, it, it, it is beyond this whole cultural, you know, boundaries. And that to me is super fascinating. And, you know, being, you know, this specific month we are in, you know, we are bringing so many ethnicities together and combining them under one roof, you know, with the medium of art, you know, and to me, that's super healing as well as, you know, it's very peaceful. Yeah. And I think, you know, just, just sharing, you know, and, and, you know, just cross-pollination of ideas, that creativity which comes through that, I think it's, it's just incredible. I mean, imagine, like, you know, people coming to the table, bringing their own values, and at the same time, you know, there are those, those unique differences, you know, which, which are talked about in, in terms of creativity and art. 
I think that's beautiful. And, you know, I would say, like, Mia, thank you, you know, for bringing all of us together because we are so excited for this coming couple days and the weekend to have all of us come together. And for the first time, you know, so many communities coming together. And it's not only just, you know, art. There is, like, so much form and variation of art, you know, which yes. we will be going through. It's exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. Talk, uh, piggyback off of uh, Jigger there, Lani Aloha. How can creativity be healing? Hula, for example, wow. was healing. Mm. It started there. It was Never done not... it, but always admired watching. <laughs> Such a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, those smiles when you see Hula, those are smiles of pain. <laughs> because really, what we do in the tradition of Hula is something we refer to as Hakikino, which is something we're trying to bring forward, educate all the way. And it is our version of a very rigorous physical workout and it's a gift when we sweat the sweat is a gift we shouldn't be entering in the realm of hula and so we have brought our body to this place of healing hula was always that Mm. to us and it is so not thought of like that so there's a lot of work to have that turn around but i want to just uh thank um some good people at the Department of Cultural Affairs who took a shot at supporting this new concept and allowed us to bring it out into the city of Chicago last summer. So, yes. um, and it and it proved to work. Um, we didn't have to make up things like Zumba or you know these other concepts of workout. I know there's something out there for everybody. Yeah, but but you got to keep it authentic. It it was always that first. It was based on the basic technique and steps that just really draws out that perfect energy and then your feet off the ground Ooh. And you can just soar <laughs> that's it. where we want to be right mm-hmm. me i love you thank you for oh, that mahalo you. for that oh, this gosh. energy this is i i'm just loving this room here um <laughs> tell us more about what we can expect this weekend me i know it's a free three-day event, but there are also ticketed events that folks should know about, There too. are, yeah, thanks. Actually, all of them require RSVPs. The only paid ticketed event is the fabulous after-party at Looking Glass Theater. Okay. Um, and all the other events do require kind of free tickets. So we've got Friday at the Cultural Center. We have live painting, classical music duo, Indian and Japanese fusion dance, and we have a glass blower. We've got a stand-up comic, Danny Pudi presenting his movie Running, Chicago Zone, right? He'll be there in person. Incredible. We have a panel discussion and a surprise after the panel discussion. And for folks who can't attend in person? They can watch on YouTube. Thank you for bringing that up. The uh, Most of the festival will be live-streamed on our YouTube channel. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about the inaugural Apita Arts Festival this weekend in Chicago. Now, the three-day event celebrates the creativity of Asian America, Pacific Islander, and Desi South Asian communities in the Chicago area. With us to discuss are Mia Park, who's the festival's executive director, hmm. Jigger Shah of the Chicago South Asian Film Festival, and Lani Aloha Lee, executive director of Aloha Center Chicago. So all of you... Are, are really involved then in, in promoting and highlighting Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander culture and talent here in this city. When did you know, Mia, that this was a, a mission that you wanted to be a part of? You know, I feel like in many increments, it's always been a mission that I have been a part of for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I used to book Asian American music at Old Town School, and all respect to them, nobody understood what I was trying to do. They wanted me to bring in the traditional Asian musicians, and I was like, that's not what I'm trying to do here. So I was in an Asian American female rock band. We're playing the MCA on Sunday. Kim. And then I was also, you know, as an actress, I started Asian American theater companies. Like I've always been trying to promote this voice. But with people like Lani Aloha and Jigger doing their own individual work. And honestly, I think that the momentum of the social justice issues during the pandemic, the hashtag, the the Black Lives Matter, especially, and the Me Too movements, these movements are creating a better social awareness of all of us. So we stand on the shoulders of those giants. And I think that this is the right time and place to have a multi-Asian ethnic cultural arts event. And I have to say the venues have been amazingly supportive. So That's everybody's right. on board. Yeah, and you too. So wonderful. Oh, yeah. Stephanie um, Kim, everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'm so fascinated by by some of the things you were talking about a moment ago, Lani Aloha. So I want to dig a little bit deeper because you are an educator as well as a performer. A lot of your work has focused on what we discussed, right? Dispelling certain stereotypes, I would say, about Native Hawaiians. Tell us more. There is so many different perceptions of what Native Hawaiians are, where they are Mm -hmm. located in this very huge ocean. I've been asked the question, where's that island, Polynesia? That when questions like that come in, that makes me get my feet back on the ground and really focus hard on reaching out to the younger audiences. I think that is the place I need to start to clip these kinds of perceptions and and they are a wonder to work with because when we do our job right they become the greatest advocates for us in our absence and you know so to to uh, to reach this place Mm -hmm. and then still on the other side try to break down some of these perceptions has been very difficult as a musician um, people will come up and just give great praise, you know, for how they they came away from their last trip um, and talking about a specific kind of music and it had nothing to do with Hawaiian. Oh boy. Um, so, you know, it's on many, many levels. And you. I'm not, um, and by no means am I, I want everyone to lift in this way in terms of understanding who we are as a peoples, yeah. But I think what's more important for me being born and raised here as third generation Native Hawaiian who migrated, I think that we need to focus a lot more on um, making better decisions on what is being presented in the open public. We need to support Native Hawaiian owned eateries, Native Hawaiian owned and managed uh, performing groups out there. Uh, The entertainment industry didn't help with uh, that perception of who we are as a peoples, yeah? Mm-hmm. It wasn't what it was about. But there was a point in time that um, a project that I'm working on, it really identifies that Native Hawaiians have been here for 130 years and have been taken in so many different directions yeah. based on the lack of knowledge of whether it's talent managers, if it's venue ownership, the lack of knowledge in the clientels who come in, ask for something. It's not what we do. Mm-hmm. And that is another misperception. I'm glad you, you went there. Thank you for, for sharing that with us. I, I know that there are certain misconceptions that can exist within 
the community that you're a part of. Jigger, what has that looked like for you? How has that shown up? Absolutely. I think um, I think this Desi term, right, which is which was started as a slang, you know, first, you know, like, hey, whoever comes from that whole subcontinent, South Asia subcontinent, you know, and they, they said, are you Desi? Like, where are you from? And the generic thing is, are you Indian? Are you Pakistani? Are you Bangladeshi? Are you ne- Nepalese? You know, and, and, and those are like people just group you into those boxes. And my point to what it was that there is a whole stretch of this whole South Asian countries and they are together called as like South Asians or Desi. So Desi is basically a term which comes from a country. Mm-hmm. That's how the word has evolved. So in Sanskrit, it is said like Desh. Desh is like a country. Mm-hmm. And from there, the word came Deshi, which is like became like Desi. Okay. Now. So that's how it all evolved. But basically, people who have migrated or immigrants, you know, from those those countries have come here uh, and then just made their living and then started life here. Those are the population. I see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, Mia, we're almost out of time. So I, I, I'm curious what you hope folks take away from the Apita Arts Festival, because mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much here to explore. And I got to find out if there's anything for kids. Yes. Because uh, they're end- listening. They listen to me right now. Uh, oh, the kids, why wouldn't you listen to her? This <laughs> they're is tuned amazing. in in their classroom. <laughs> Keep listening, kids. <laughs> listen every day. Uh, yes, there's a, there's a specific family event at the MCA on Sunday. It's called the Family Creation Station. Myra Sue has these wonderful marionettes, and she's teaching. They're going to write a puppet show together with the kids. And, nice. and that's everything's free again. So that is where you can learn to tell stories with puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, all of the events are uh, kid all friendly. ages. I wouldn't say kid friendly, honestly. But because, all ages. Yeah, I allow the artists to express themselves fully. For example, one of our artists, Ashley, screening films at the Goodman, and I know that there's nudity. So I trust parents and children to, I will make that announcement. So there's some uh, audience responsibility involved in there as well. And as far as the takeaway, I uh, my main takeaway is for people to celebrate the creativity of our community. Just we're here; we have a lot to offer, and let's let's all Simple mix as that. it in. Yeah, that's Mia Park, the festival's executive director, Jigger Shaw, Shaw of the Chicago South Asian Film Festival, and Lania Lola. Aloha Lee, Executive Director of Aloha Center Chicago. For more information about this festival, visit uh, PIDA, that's A-P-I-D-A, arts.org. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.